What is up, you guys? This is the latest episode of Garden Vibes. Yes, Garden Vibes, the podcast on the New York Knicks. I'm Robert Wilkenbrod, back here talking about the good old NYK. You can follow me on Twitter at WilkenRob. So I want to talk a little bit about three-point shooting here, but honing in on one player, though, because the Knicks have been a mess from behind the arc for a couple of years now. And as you've probably seen with the NBA for a while, this is a league that goes all in on the three-point shot. And if you can't shoot it, you can't really make it. So the Knicks are in a, posi- are in a position where they probably need one, especially someone who is apt at shooting the, the three-ball alongside Mitchell Robinson, who has shown no jump shot just yet in his two years with the Knicks. So it turns our attention to... A recent rumor here from Chase Hughes of NBC Sports Washington that the Knicks are expected to be among the teams that will try to pry Davis Burton's away from the Washington Wizards. Burton's is an unrestricted free agent, and he was previously with the San Antonio Spurs before that, who traded Burton's to Washington for essentially nothing so they can sign Marcus Morris, who reneged the Spurs, as it turns out, and went to the Knicks on a one-year $15 million deal. And then the Knicks traded him to the Clippers during the season for a first-round pick and Mo Harkless and its 2021 second-round pick. So the Knicks have a very clear connection with Burton's here, even if it's it's an inadvertent one. But now they could have a full-on connection here if they decide to pay him. And given how weak free agency is this fall, especially if the cap stays even, well, I mean, it, actually, I should say it doesn't even matter if the cap stays even. The Knicks should be walking out of here with, well, they will be walking out here with a pretty pricey player, to say the least, because Burton's, according to Hughes, is going to command a salary of at least $15 million per year or somewhere in that range. It's a lot of money for a stretch four who only had a breakout season just this past season, which, I mean, you could kind of figure that it was due to lack of scoring options with the Wizards and the fact that they just weren't playing for much. And as the um, one of the highest scoring offenses in the league, he averaged 15.4 points for, per game, 4.5 rebounds, 43.4% shooting, and the all-important 42.4% on three-point shots, which he took 8.7 per game and made 3.7 of. And all but four games of it were off the bench. So this would, would probably be the next sixth man because Burns is not much of a defensive player. He is a one-note guy just taking three-pointers. So he's... You pretty much know what you're getting from him. It's just a matter of, does he have another level to go, or is this his peak? Because he is 27 years old. He'll be 28 by the time next season starts. So you're going to figure you pay him four years, $15 million per at least, and you're getting him through his age, 30, age 32 season. That's it's a little iffy. You don't know if, if his athleticism is going to start to regress, and he's not much of an, of an athletic player as is. So what you're going to be getting beyond is unknown, but for the time being, you're probably paying for, I'm going to guess, at least two seasons before he really, really, truly becomes a spot-up shooter, which he 
a lot of his game is that right now. But I like the fit here a little bit. I like it because he's a more proficient shooter than Julius Randle, who's been on the trade block, which we'll get into probably in a future episode here. And you have Bobby Portis, who I'm, I'm going to guess is not coming back um, as of this episode going out on, we're going to say this is, yeah, September 8th here. Because we're, we missed Labor Day because I just wasn't going to record on Labor Day. Or excuse me, I should say Tuesday, September 8th. So yeah, it's the day after Labor Day. So we're, yeah, we're a little late, but still want to get something anyway here. Um, but anyway, aside from that tangent... Uh, with Burton's, Burton's would line up against Mitchell, line up alongside Mitchell Robinson for that defensive mind center alongside a straight up um, big shooting four, stretch four. Burton's could come off the bench, which I would say is a better idea. But with the Knicks, who knows? Maybe they'll start him. Maybe they'll start him because R.J. Barrett's not proven as an offensive player, and there's just not much else really I mean point guard position's a mess uh Kevin Knox has not worked out yet he's he's still just a bench guy I'm not I'm not putting him in the starting lineup right now and of course you don't know what how Tom Thibodeau is going to roll with things here but Burton's I would I would maybe hell pencil him in for as the starter if he came to the team and if Julius Randle got traded if Randle doesn't get traded he's starting but other, but otherwise, there's that whole yeah, Mike Conley thing. But yeah, Burton's would be an interesting addition here, especially for a Knicks team who, whew, God, they shot bad last year. Bad, 33.7%, which was 27th in the league. There are uh, 631 team three-pointers total, ranked dead last at 30th. And for three-point attempts per game, or three, yeah, twenty-eight point seven, twenty-nine. Yikes! Not great, <laughs> not great. Marcus Morris was their best three-point shooter before he was traded. Um, Randall had made twenty-seven point seven percent of them. R.J. Barrett thirty-two. Damian Dotson was a solid thirty-six point two percent, but on one point two made per game given his limited time. And the rest of the roster just did not work out well with it whatsoever. It was a rough, rough, rough go about here. And the Knicks probably need to overhaul who their three-point shooters are. Maybe maybe they'll bring back Reggie Bullock to go alongside Burton's. If Burton's came aboard, of course. Because Burns has other suitors, especially as the league. I mean, size and shooting. I mean, what could what else could be better than that right now? Seriously. You just add a little bit of defense, and there you go. So, anyway, you know, we should probably tie this a little... You know, we should tie this a little bit into the Mike Conley stuff. Because there was uh, a rumor from Knicks... I believe it was Knicks, Knicks Fan TV. Um, I believe it was that. Knicks Fan TV. I'm looking... I'm, Looking this up in live time. Yeah, Knicks Fan TV. I was right. So they can't they had a rumor that the Utah Jazz and Knicks might be interested in a deal that would send Mike Conley to the Knicks. And Mike Conley has given he likely opts into his thirty-four million dollars for next year, would opt into his deal and then get traded from the Jazz to 
the Knicks for Julius Rand. No, excuse me. Conley and draft considerations would go to the Knicks for Julius Randle. That which would be quite interesting because the Knicks desperately need a point guard, and who better than a veteran like Conley to step in? And yeah, he might not be the Memphis Grizzly version of Mike Conley, but a veteran name, a guy who can score and dish the basketball and be a leader for his team. Something a la what Chris Paul just did, that would be that would be pretty good. And the Jazz are probably going to be making changes anyway, given they were eliminated in the first round, and that can result in the departure of Rudy Gobert. And plus, Conley just did not work out that well this season in Utah. So going from there to New York, he would, I mean, obviously leapfrog Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nielakina, who just aren't working out. And plus then... With Randall out, it opens up an avenue for Burtons to come in as the potential starter at power forward. Again, that's not given. Uh, someone else could be signed to start or the Knicks could draft somebody. Because, again, Burtons does fit better as someone off the bench. But the Knicks also need shooting in the worst way. And I can see them simply just sticking him into the lineup. Going alongside the offensive deficient Robinson and calling it a day. So... To me, Randall for Conley and Picks would be awesome. Um, Randall just did not fit in. I didn't like the signing to begin with. He just doesn't fit in and as like an alpha guy, and he's not. And with the way how the Knicks are constructed right now, he would probably still need to be an alpha guy. He's better off going to somewhere like Utah, where he can sit back behind Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, and um, Bogdanovich, and just and be a, another piece. Just like he was with the Lakers, he can just be another piece. He'd have to step up his defensive help because if the Jazz lose Gobert, they're going to be a very, very messy team down low um, unless they get a defensive-minded guy on the cheap end stepping at center. But they could be an, still an interesting team. The Knicks, I would really like that for them, especially if they can get a draft pick out of it for just one, at least just one year of Mike Conley. I'd take it. Why not? I take it. It's an immediate upgrade. And, yeah, it just adds more shooting. Adds just another key offensive guy into the mix. To maybe not making the Knicks a, maybe a playoff. I don't know if it would be a playoff team, but just a better team at least. Someone who can at least get out of the bottom three of the Eastern Conference. And at least maybe make a play towards the Magic, who were the eighth seed this year and not great. Um, so... If the Knicks did that, maybe maybe they could stand a chance here. But they, so we don't compact two things into one here. We'll probably do a deeper dive on Mike Connolly's fit with the Knicks um, sometime soon. But for right now, um, the Burton's rumor and the Randall rumor kind of fit together in a way because losing Randall would clear plenty of room for Burton's and of course letting Bobby Portis walk in free agency free agency which for now I'm going to say happens because I, I paying him another 15 million dollars would just be absurd sorry but it would be absurd no matter if Madison Square Garden chanted his name oh man so that will do it for this latest edition of Garden Vibes we'll be back here on Monday you can follow me on Twitter again at, at WokenRob, and you can go catch my content on Forbes, Hoops Have It, and now The Strickland, which is a new Knicks uh, fan website that I just became part of and am contributing to. 
And my first article is on the topic I talked about last week, which was on the next not needing to star chase. So go listen and read and let me know what you think. So thanks for tuning in.